Podtron. This podcast is part of the Podtron Podcast Network. For more, visit podtron.wordpress.com and Podtron Network on Twitter and Facebook. This was Rad. I'm Paul. You don't know my artistic vision! I am Greg. I want to remake Friday the 13th, but it's all underwater and it all stars sharks. Where two guys force themselves to watch movies from the 80s. Hey, have you seen Vision Quest? I sure haven't. Hell no! Alright, let's talk about it. The only thing that's missing is America built a wall. There has to be someone from Ford who went down and went, So, um, what? What happened here, Bob? It's a movie called Red Dawn. Wink, wink. (laughs) Wink, wink. I'm going to start this again, and you're going to edit this out. And here we are. This is the podcast. This is this was Rad Podcast. I am Paul. I am Greg. I don't know why I did a radio voice thing there. I, I, I'm, I'm, I was just telling you, Greg, I want to come in hot, so I decided I'm going to go with, like, morning zoo voice. Ooh, that's not a bad choice. Bad <laughs> choice. I am Paul in the morning. <laughs> Whoa, we're going to play a fart song. Here we go. It's fart song Friday. Oh, God. I, uh, I got to tell you, I hate it. Like, Morning Zoo, uh, really not good uh, ever. And by the time I was in college, like, it, it really hit me how, like, hacky and crap Morning Zoo Radio was. Yeah. And now when I hear a podcast that mimics like morning zoo radio, I go out of my head with like anger. And I'm like, nope, this should be a dead format. Like this shouldn't come back. This is like the measles. What horror and and ignorance is bringing measles back into uh, the cultural consciousness. Uh, No, we're taking huge steps backwards. This is awful. So wait a second. Are you you equating morning zoos to anti-vaxxers? Yeah, I guess I guess I did. Uh, I'm gonna stick. With, I'm gonna double down. Uh, I'm well, gonna say you need about the same level of intelligence to enjoy both. Viewpoints. I do believe Jenny McCarthy does have a radio program. So she I, she did have a short-lived MTV program. So uh, yes, she, well, multiple. Uh, well, I, I was talking about the the one that was hers, the Jenny McCarthy show. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm uh, not not singled out. I don't. I love do, singled out. Chris Hardwick, man. I love Chris Hardwick. Uh, Trash <laughs> is a far superior television show. It is. It is. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah. I don't know why I did that, but I just, uh, I just thought I'd, I'd, I'd started a little different. Um, uh, so I wanted to let you know I did. I, I, I put myself through it, and I listened to our Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Okay. Number one. Oh my God, the quality. <laughs> just. Oh, I, I. Don't want to listen to the early ones. Because I, I do, believe oh, it or not, I do tough. occasionally, if I've got nothing to do, I'll pick a random one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And listen, just to see kind of how far we've come, I've never listened to any, like, the first, like, ten that we've done. I've never done it. Uh, so what I do, especially when I have, like, a long car ride with uh, with Willow, if we're going to, like, visit one of her friends or something like that, I'll throw one on, um, one of the old ones with her, or what I, I just did this past past weekend is I put on one of our newer ones just so she can oh, yeah. kind of, you know, just so she's still involved. So she can see what she's missing. Oh, like it. Turn yeah. Turn that screw, Paul. Yeah. Turn yeah. it, turn it, turn it. Uh, she she did thoroughly enjoy the uh, the uh, the sharks are serial killers, um, especially uh, it's in our opening, but uh, your line where I want to remake the whole, the whole yes. Friday the 13th. She thought that was hilarious. Uh, she said uh, divers uh, could be the kids uh, to the shark camp counselors. No, it, no, it's all sharks. Non-negotiable. <laughs> it's, it's all sharks. It's okay. it's kid sharks. Oh, kid sharks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Also would have accepted an inferior breed of shark, like the nurse shark, the mako shark, the tiger shark. Sure. But not the hammerhead shark. That's a cool shark. Yeah, that, uh, hammerhead's a rad, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, ah, you are a constant George Miller supporter, uh, because, oh, yeah. of course, you called that one rad. Yeah, I And know. I was on the fence, and I just tipped the scales to not rad. That, uh, I would... I would place that one under what I call a rad regret. Okay. Where rad regret. Where I think I called it not rad and I would call it rad. There are a couple ones I've called rad that I would take back. Um, now did did Willow call it rad? Oh god no. 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 Okay, no. interesting. Greg, we need you don't even need two hands to count the number of 80s movies Willow was called rad. Uh, uh, but every so often she would throw a curveball where she'd be like, I like this guy's haircut. Rad <laughs> yes, yes. She would like it would just be something stupid and in like totally non like plot related. It was just like guy's car was legit. Rad. Well, there was I forget the episode, but there's one where she's like, no, no, no. Well, I didn't like the movie. And then we just talked about how he's secretly a drug addict and I like it now. And it's like. That doesn't actually happen in the movie. That's just no. that's yeah. just us making fun of it. So well, there you go. Yeah. So uh, uh, you you are a George Miller uh, 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 super apologist. Fan. A super yeah. <laughs> yeah, apologist. Yes. No, the, yeah. I don't think you have to apologize for him. I mean, he, he, you know, he's he's a, he's an out there god. He's he's honest. He knows he knows who he is. Yeah. Um, did he actually direct Baby Babe Two: Pig in the City? He directed all. He directed both Babe films. Yeah. Oh my god! You said that on the podcast, and I didn't go back and check. And I was re- and when I listened, I'm like, "There's no way that's true." No, that's him. That's George Miller. Wow! And yeah, there was the guys a- have got a super varied career. I, oof, yeah, that that is varied, all right. Um, so that's that's uh, this has been uh, this was was rad. Uh, where we it's a great talk- name, <laughs> loving it. Where we talk about the movie that we talked about last week. Uh, instead, I think we need to jump right into. Uh, this movie, Harry and the Hendersons. Um, Greg, I will go first. Uh, or, or no, okay. you know what? No, you know what? You go first because I've been going first the last couple times. So, Greg, was this movie rad to you as a kid? Well, you know, I, I remember, <clears throat> I remember seeing this as a kid, and I, it was, it was a staple. I mean, we had to have rented this multiple times. I or I don't really recall it being on TV very often, but I don't it was either. definitely something that was in our house a lot. We didn't own it, but I know we've seen it like three or four times as as when I was a kid at least. Yeah. And I I I I liked it. It was funny. There were like some really great gimmicks. I think I might have even seen this in the movie theater. Oh, wow. Okay. Um so yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, I I remember like the the, the scenes that kind of always have have stuck with me is like uh, when he's you know um, like breaking the stairs, like going down into the basement. I always thought was like funny as a kid because he's just like this enormous, super heavy creature. You know what I mean? Yeah. When yeah. he's like destroying the house is funny. When they uh, get when he has his hand cut and they put like the stinging stuff on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always thought was funny. I always remember when John Lithgow yells at that bicyclist until he cries. Yes, yes. I always oh, remember that. You, you scene. took you took my favorite scene. That probably is my favorite scene. <laughs> that is my I, like favorite that is a scene. solid scene. Um, and uh, when it it the the probably the scene that is most famous in this when uh, when he has to yell at Harry to get him to leave. And then yeah. he like punches him. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, we don't want you here anymore. Like, I'm fairly certain, like, young me was like, what is, what is happening? Why is, why is he being so mean? Like, not understanding anything. Um, I'm, yes, I'm totally with you. Uh, so, the bicyclist scene is my absolute favorite scene in this movie. It, my favorite part about that scene is as it starts, he runs over the orange cone and looks at it <laughs> like, oh, that, sorry, my bad. And even as a kid, that used to crack me up that he ran over a cone and acknowledged it in the film. Yeah. Like, it was a, probably a flub, and he did, <laughs> and it, did it anyway. Um, the, the, the scenes for me... Um, is uh, even as a kid, um, not Nancy. Uh, who's the the younger daughter? Sarah. Sarah. She, when he eats the corsage and she's like berating him, 
that was always super funny. And um, the scene that got that for me, uh, this is a movie that I, 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 me and my brothers, we watched with my mom a lot because um, we, I, I believe we owned it at some point. Um, is the chicken scene when he slow when the woman's lowering the chicken into the boiling water and then she he's watching the hot tub at the same time? That used to crack us up all the time. Now, before we get into the movie, because I. First of all, this is a two-hour movie. I forgot the running time on this. I was like, I totally oh, did. A lighthearted family <laughs> yes, comedy. This yes. is going to be a nice and easy 90 minutes. <laughs> yes. Nope. No. Good hour and 50. Easily. So there's a lot to get through. I know we're going to try and skip through, but this is probably going to be a longer episode because I, 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 we have to get to some of this stuff. But for you, not even just being a parent, being an adult, did certain things or certain scenes kind of like did you look at differently than when you were obviously as a kid but like there's certain things like the mom and a lot of her reactions to harry especially later on in the movie adult paul started making connections that probably are not there but yeah yeah dad uh dad greg is very concerned <laughs> about the psychological welfare of of young ernie yes because yes. young ernie at <laughs> the beginning of the film wants Blood to constantly lust. hold guns and shoot anything including dead bodies so uh that's weird yes. um i definitely it's it's kind of like people say um uh, one one of the big ones I, I I see now on on the internet is like, you know, one of those stupid memes or, or image macros where it's like that moment when you stop um, when you watch The Little Mermaid and you're suddenly on uh, King Trident's side. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's like because like you know as as a kid you're totally like yeah she should marry this guy that she just met and. You know, ha, ha, they're not even the same species and true love. And and now you're like, no, man, your kid's out of control. Like, she needs <laughs> yes. to be disciplined yes. hard. I'm not a child. Don't anymore. you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Um, so, yeah, th th definitely one of these movies where, you know, uh, it was kind of just like lighthearted seeing it through the young kid's eyes. And now I'm like really seeing it through the parents' eyes. And Okay. Uh, okay, good. It's a, it's a different film for sure. Okay, good. Okay. So why don't we go ahead and get into Harry and the Hendersons and then we can start breaking this film down. Uh, here is your clip. I remember what you told me when you came into my shop. Bigfoot can come live with us. We'll accept the responsibility. <laughs> Can't you imagine what a Bigfoot would do to your home? <laughs> yeah, well, I can. You're good people. I'm going to say this once. I'm going to say it's simple. And I hope to God, for your sakes, you all listen. There are no abominable snowmen. There are no Sasquatches. There are no big feet. And the movie starts out with uh, John Lithgow kind of doing a voiceover. Um, it, it's got this kind of feel where you al you almost think you're walking with Harry in it's the forest, a, but it's, it's not. It's, it's a steady cam voyeur shot yes we, we are seeing someone we don't know who like maneuvering through the woods with with john lithgow talking and, and it turns out um the son ernie has uh shot and killed a rabbit yes i am a hundred percent with you Ernie needs to be, he needs to see a doctor. Um, he, he does not need to be around firearms. He he screams first blood. Like, oh, no, this kid is, <laughs> like, this this is a kid when, not, not if, when he goes on some kind of shooting spree, 100%. everyone around him is, gonna, is not going to say he was so quiet. We never saw it coming. They're going to go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. tried to get him help. We tried to get him so much help. <laughs> it was it was Ernie you said oh what took him so long you know like it's it's right. it's happening right this it's kid be... is so obsessed right and and it's and Sarah's like oh that's disgusting and he goes it was him or me and I, all I could think of was that South Park episode when they're like okay now we only have a license to hunt one deer but the law says if we if our lives are in danger we can shoot anything. We need to. So if you see an animal you want to kill, remember to scream, Oh my God, it's coming right for us. My God, it's coming right for us. 
It's coming right for us, right? And that's just what I pictured Ernie doing, walking through the forest at 30. It's coming right for us, blam! It's coming right for us, blam! <laughs> so, so anyway, basically, they're they're cleaning up their campsite. Yeah, and they're and they're and they're heading home. Yes. And uh, this is a long opening section I, before they hit Bigfoot. Yes. Um. Well, that's because Greg, we need to take in the wildlife of of the forest, which includes. I, I wrote this down. Oh, thank God, because, man, did they, I, I, I am convinced somehow they came in really under budget, and they're like, let's actually get as many animals as we can for a credit sequence, because, please list them, there's like a baker's dozen. There's, there's, uh, there's a fox, there's a cougar, a full-on cougar by the side of the road, okay? A, a young black bear, a, I believe a badger? And a yeah, deer. Some, yeah, or or a beaver or something, something yeah. like that, and a deer. And all when I saw like, because it, it starts out light, it's like, oh, there's a fox, oh, that's cute, and then it's like the deer, oh, sorry, did you see the deer? And then there's just a freaking cougar, like, um, wh- why don't we get the gun for that thing instead of the rabbit? And then up, uh, and then it, it's a young black bear. I, I get that it's a it's a young black bear, uh, still a bear again by the side of the road. Yep, and all that. And then, um, it, it, uh, this is why you gotta have you gotta you gotta use those visors. It's like on the highway when people slow down because the sun. You gotta put the visor down, and you'll be fine. That's what that's what car manufacturers put them there for. Uh, the sun. Do, 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 don't, don't don't tell John Lithgow to do anything because <laughs> John Lithgow is gonna do what oh. John Lithgow wants to do. Okay. Before we even get to Harry, can we? Uh, and actually, it happens after he hits Harry as well. So he's driving along. He hits Harry. He gets his gun and he walks over to it. And his wife Nancy shouts, "Don't kill it!" And John Lithgow gives. And, and I try to avoid the whole, "Oh, wives, oh, what are you gonna do?" Ha ha ha. But he gives the perfect, "Oh God, I married that face." Like I know what I'm doing, honey. Stay in the car. And he gives that look like five or six times in this opening scene alone. Yeah, he's just it, like. It, it, <laughs> just a man defeated it hammers home what kind of like man george henderson is yes in this movie yes like the opening they really really do so i guess i guess to basically kind of speed this along here yeah uh we know real fast that ernie is a psychopath and is going to kill it's only a matter of time when (laughs) sarah just whines and is classic and is just a wet blanket yeah uh, the mom is like a typical sort of 80s mom who's kind of like henpecking her husband. And uh, John Lithgow is like the idiot husband who's always trying to do something and is o- in over his head. Yes. Um, the, the Obviously, the father is John Lithgow. The mother is the same mother from E.T. Melinda Dillon. Yep. Um, which is who always... also played uh, Ralphie's mom in A Christmas Story. Yes, she does. Yep. So uh, you know her very well from the 80s. Yep. Um, but... Yeah. To eventually, what happens is they find out that uh, they've they've hit a Bigfoot, and they decide to take it home. Why they don't roll it into a ditch? Like I, I don't really. Well, no. It's 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 because he they see that it's Bigfoot, and they're like, oh, this is worth money. Even like a dead yeah. Bigfoot no, that's true. Would that's be true. worth money. Yeah, I mean, that's I, true. I, I understand it. It's yeah. a little weird, but I mean, I get it. Yeah. Um, no, you're absolutely right. They do talk about in the car about, you know, they can sell it for money. The reason why I, I forgot is because, again, the mom, Nancy, she's just like, oh, we that's wrong. And George just gives another, Ugh, of course it's wrong, dear, of course. Um, I'll stuff it and put it in the, in, in the garage. I, you know, <laughs> he just keeps rolling his eyes. He's just rolling his eyes. Yeah, um, I don't know that he ever really listens to her, but, I mean... You know, hey, (laughs) not really. Uh, So um, they 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 put the thing on the roof. They're driving along, and all of a sudden, Harry, uh, the Bigfoot, pops his head in front of the car. They slam on the car, and here is the first of what I'm calling "screw you" physics scenes. (laughs) Yes, there's so many where we or we we are in some sort of magical realm where physics is very loosey-goosey because they jack on the brake. They could not be going more than 35 or 40. It's a dirt road, and they're in a station wagon. So they're not 
You're not doing 90 well, down hold, this thing. Hold on. George, George was drifting through some of those turns at points, <laughs> just so you know. He was Tokyo drifting, so... I think he got it up. I think he got it up to a good, a good cool fifty-five. Greg. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. My 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 mistake. And um, he um, <laughs> he he hits the brakes, and the Bigfoot flies off, and then lands in the road again. And he's like, "Okay, okay, I made a mistake, but this time <laughs> yeah, this- it's it's gonna work out. Okay, it's fine. You know, Rome yeah. wasn't built in a day. Uh, mistakes happen. <laughs> this will be fine. And and the mom goes. What if he was the last of his species? And I'm like, oh dear God, do you really think this is the last? I mean, I guess, I guess the dodo went extinct, but she just immediately jumps to there's no other big feet anywhere in the world. Well, I mean, wh- I don't even understand why that matters. Like, it, dead or not, like, I don't know. It's well, she's very, she's very concerned, I, Greg. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's a doting mother. Ble- bless her heart. Um. You know? Anyway. <laughs> yes. So they get home and. It's late, so they just park the car in the garage, and that's it. But they, uh, you know, I don't. Does something actually wake George Henderson up, or is he just awake and he no. decides to go check on the, the Bigfoot? No, he kind of has one of those uh, a little bit of a oh, he has a dream, like a, like a nightmare dream yeah, where like he, that's right. he remembers okay. he hit it, he wakes up, um, he goes downstairs, gets a flashlight, measuring tape. He's gonna go measure how big is his Bigfoot. Um, well, I mean, you know, he should have done that because as per law, when you catch a small enough Bigfoot, you must release it back into the wild. That's right. Or pay a hefty fine. That That is true. I mean, he should have laid it across his tackle box. And in, if it's longer yep. than his tackle box, he's allowed to then keep it. Then you're good to go. Yeah. 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 Um, he didn't do that. So fair enough. He should check. Uh, he goes out there. Bigfoot's missing. Um, and then he hears a noise in the kitchen. And he runs into the kitchen. And Harry, uh, just so you know, uh, Rick Baker did the Harry yes. suit. Harry is freaking amazing. This is one of the best held yep. up suits and a hundred percent. We we've probably had I mean, one of the best, not the best, but it, one of the best. It does not look dated in the least. Absolutely. I, I cannot imagine how much that suit weighed with all the animatronics for the face. I know. It I know. Looks great. It does. Um, so he goes in there, Harry's drinking some milk right from the carton. And I, I get that's why George got upset because I mean you just don't drink from the carton like that. Now and okay, so this this is where the movie started falling apart. Uh, <laughs> okay, Bigfoot somehow figured out what a fridge was, never having been in modern civilization. Then somehow figured out what a milk carton was, and has decided to drink out of it gingerly like a person would. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, Greg. We we've already decided physics don't real uh, aren't real. Bigfoots exist. Um, why wouldn't he have some? I mean, you have to figure a camper has left a a a uh, a homing garden magazine with which he has read. Um, you know, I mean, that's that's what I'm assuming is he's picked up the habit from watching people. Who knows? Maybe some campers brought a small electric fridge out into the woods you know some people like you do when you go camping in the middle of nowhere you know a uh what what was it i think no isn't that what nancy says he like george is like oh we were really rough and she goes the roughest part was when the tv went out and we couldn't watch masterpiece theater like yeah yeah maybe george maybe george is the guy with the mini fridge oh you know okay you got me so anyway Uh, He's yes. He's he sees Harry drinking you. out of this, loses his mind, <laughs> yeah. and we have what is just a very long scene of them like kind of. It turns into Scooby Doo. It, it does. Where, like yeah. They're they're in the house. It's getting wrecked. They're out of the house. Then they're back in the house, and then Harry's out of the house. And so okay. Long story short, the house is getting pretty destroyed. But they find out that Harry is actually kind and friendly. Yeah. Um. I do. I know we brought it up at the beginning, but I do want to say, when Sarah screams at him at the corsage, that is an awesome scene because you kind of. Oh wow, we had totally different reactions to this. <laughs> oh, no, okay, okay. What did you think, Gregory? <laughs> I thought it was. I just did not like it. I was like, oh, we're we're doing this bit. <laughs> We're doing this. The like, angry teenager like, who just don't who, who don't give no sass to nobody. You didn't. I, I you didn't just, like that. Like that's but her character hasn't been like hard edged and tough. She's basically been kind of just a whiny little kid, 
And then all of a sudden to have her yell, I don't know. It's just, it seemed weird, not a character, I guess. For no, me. I don't know. No, it also just wasn't very funny. Which is the other. Thing, your daughter is a teenager. Sin. That's the problem. You haven't you know, seen you might be that right side. On that. You haven't seen that side yet. Uh, you will. You will. I'm sure I will. <laughs> yes. My wife is giving the uh, the uh, time scream at Harry fools. face that we that we saw. Time makes fools of us all. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh, so. So. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Go uh, ahead. Yeah. yeah. So go. But, yes, we have a Scooby-Doo moment. He goes through. They calm Harry down, and then George calls the police. And he starts describing how he has a Bigfoot in his house. And the cop goes, first he gets a couple buddies on the phone. He's like, oh, listen to this weirdo. And then he goes, so you have a Bigfoot. So this is what's going to happen. We're going to go down there full on force. We're going to clear your neighborhood, guns blazing, and we're going to turn your neighborhood into a war zone. Is that what you want? And the appropriate response is, dear God, yes, I have a Bigfoot in my house. <laughs> I, I have to say, at that point, aren't you like, I don't care if you show up with the natural guard. Do you have a tank? Get a tank. Have, yeah, I'll move yeah. my car. You bring a tank. Do you Do you have a tank? <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> okay, okay. So that's, that's brand new news, Greg. Okay, it's just breaking. We haven't seen the, <laughs> the results of it yet, okay? <laughs> however, however, wink, wink. <laughs> Wait, wait. <laughs> so, but yeah, the, no. George goes. Oh, you're right. I don't want to turn my neighbor into a war oh zone. My, oh my god. What? Never mind that. Never mind that. I need help from the municipality <laughs> that's supposed to give it to me. Let's just not make a fuss and, but, and deal with it ourselves. But you know, it's funny though. As you watch this movie, though, that is so in line with George's character. Don't make waves. Don't ruffle feathers. That's what he, that's what he's all about is just keep keep on keeping on like that's that's George's mentality. So in that moment, you're like, no, that's the wrong response. But you kind of like get that from his character. Like he just he does when we get to it, the, the bicyclist is a perfect example of that, of how he just does not want to make waves. So anyway, they go through that. They they hide him in the basement. They, oh, the the freaking neighbor who i just i hated her as a kid she's annoying she doesn't help the movie one bit all she does is provide tension for some of the bits when like they're trying to keep people out of the house that's that's her only thing yeah yeah but even still it doesn't really add too much uh to it so we can skip every scene with her she's stupid and then we get to the scene that you mentioned where um nancy helps um harry you know with his cut this greg is where adult paul really started maybe Im- implying to himself things that weren't there. Uh, okay. Because I started getting a sense that maybe Nancy sees Harry as something other than a large pet. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe things have gone a little stale. Uh, you know, maybe you married the guy, not the guy you thought you married. And, and uh, you know, George, you know, he's just an alpha male through and through. Uh, uh, right, right. <laughs> sarcasm. Right. And uh, and maybe maybe Harry's just that little spice that that Nancy needs. <laughs> I, maybe uh, it's just that's... me. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's just you. Um, <laughs> no, that would certainly be a, an an interesting remake. <laughs> just where a, the wife just... falls in love with the Bigfoot, <laughs> the hard R. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or 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 would that would that have been the Spice Channel version? Ooh. Maybe, yeah, right, right. Like a sort of, sort of a clan of the cave bear uh, scenario here. D- Dick and the Hendersons. <laughs> oh, or Harry. Yeah, you know, you know that that art has been lost <laughs> nowadays. It they is. just go, "This ain't whatever it is they're making fun of." Oh I guess, my God. I guess that that's what happens uh, when like it's just a dying industry. No one cares anymore. Well, I mean, what was it? Forest Hump, right? That has to be the most famous one. I don't know. I mean, that has to be real, but that was always like a joke. It was when no, I was it was real. School. It was absolutely it, it, okay. Real. It, was, it was a legit thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, uh, I, I allegedly. So, so you I, heard. I have heard through the grapevine. <laughs> so, so you maybe. Heard. Somewhere along the lines, I may have, uh, 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 you know, in passing, maybe on on a subway somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but you're absolutely right. Like that that real, not this trash parody stuff, but like real, you know, something something like that. So, um, but as this movie kind of goes on, there's maybe there's just a few scenes or a couple, you know, maybe a few looks that Nancy gives that just make you go, there's something else there. There's something else. 
Um, I, I, I I like this take. I didn't exactly pick up on it, but I like it. <laughs> so, so I like it. It's weird and like crazy. So yeah. Um, now we missed it at the beginning, and we can get into them now. Is Jacques Lefleur the oh, French the hunter. hunter? Yes. I adore Jacques in this movie. A his accent. It's it's awesome. I just love how he talks. Number two. I love the idea that this man has a lawyer on retainer, right. fu- funds a 35-year mission to hunt Bigfoot, and I'm like, how does he fund this? What does what he do? What black market sales are he, is, he, is this man making to maybe fund? Maybe he just got, like, maybe he just is really good at grant writing. <laughs> do, you, you do, know? do you picture... This man. Part of you know he's just he's just he's got an anthropology degree and he's really good at grant writing and there you go. Do you think he comes in in the same outfit to the classroom as he does? Because you know, like Indiana Jones, he had his adventure outfit and right, then he had his right. school outfit. Do you think Jacques Lefer like it's the same outfit? Yeah, Jacques is literally, he's man of action. He's ready to go at a moment's notice. Right. That call might come in like we got a sighting, and he's in his car and he's gone, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, 100%. See, now, see, what the, uh, the aboriginals of, of the subcontinent of Africa? What's the... Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry uh, to yes, uh, yes. interrupt your class. Yes, uh, yes. Mr. Mr. Lafleur. Yes, yes, uh, of course. You have a phone call. I took a message, and it says something about a... A certain large animal was spotted on Highland and Hawthorne. Class dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like he's, he's gone. He's gone. He's and, gone. And he's yeah. And the school is cut complete. out. And the school cut is out of him <laughs> on the wall as he has run through the wall. Yes. yes. With, with the puff of smoke behind him. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And he is gone. Right. The school is completely okay with this because he's he's the. Best anthropological he, professor you know in much, the entire country. He, do you know how much grant money he's pulled in for that school? Are you? We're not letting this guy go. Oh, he's already been tenured. <laughs> he's paid for himself ten times over. There's just some, there's just some girl in the classroom. Oh, that Jacques Lefleur really gets my pump pump going. You know what I mean? <laughs> but me, but but of course. He's so obsessed with Bigfoot. I have I have no time for the women. No, no, no. A hundred percent. Jacques' life, love, and lady is the hunt of the Bigfoot. <laughs> so I will say, it's, I, I'm okay with abandoning it, but at some point I did go. I don't think Jacques is hunting Bigfoot. I think he's a. I feel like he's a distressed lover who is thrown aside by a Bigfoot. And his revenge I, now is for the Bigfoot that broke his heart. Oh, I, I, I will say I kind of expected this movie to be like a real like like cliche fest where like Jacques Lafleur was like critically injured or his wife was killed by a Bigfoot. Or, yeah, but yeah. no, he's just really into it. Like like he's autistic or something. <laughs> yes, yes. And this is the only thing he focuses on. It's just weird. Yeah. I'm I'm totally with you. Like like I, I agree. One day he is gonna go to the right psychotherapist, and they're gonna be like, "Now let's just talk about the Bigfoot." And all of a sudden, <laughs> lots of things are gonna pop up, and he's gonna learn a lot of horrifying things about himself. So I was walking in the woods, and I was I was eight years old, and the and the large creature it it grabbed me. Wait, that go on, go on, yeah, no. That that was my that was my uncle. He was very hairy. <laughs> what have I been doing with my life? <laughs> now it's not now it's not uncommon to realize that everything you've devoted your life to for the past forty five years is a complete and total lie. I'm such um, a fool. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You know what? Let's not focus on how ridiculous you were. To do okay. this for 40 years. Okay. Let's focus on the skills that you've picked up. You are the best grant writer <laughs> this side of the Mississippi. Uh, yes. I'm going to retire and move to Florida. <laughs> because, you know, wow, you have gotten over this remarkably fast. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I am, uh, you know the French. We, 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 <laughs> we, we, we cut to the chase and we, get, and we move on. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I thought we'd be here discussing ennui for another uh, six or seven months, but okay. Uh, I'm going to bill you for two sessions, and uh, out you go. Ah, thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, Jacques Lafleur. I mean, when you watch the end of this movie, 
he, he's done. He's over it. <laughs> yeah, no, he he really is. Yeah. Okay. So, um. So, okay. Okay. Now that we've really broken down Jacques Lefer to a, a an atomic level, we can move on to to Harry. I always I really like the fact that Harry is not a meat eater because they they decide that they're going to take it's him back nice to the woods. Touch. And yeah, so there's 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 actually some scenes that we, that we skipped where he sees all the trophies. Yes, that yeah, George which I has, love. and he like gets real upset that he sees all these dead animals, and and it's to further kind of ram the point home that he's not dangerous. He yes. not only does he not eat meat he doesn't you know it it upsets him that other animals are actually dead yes so yes it's yes. it's you know he's, he's a very very friendly thing so wait what uh what uh so they're, they're gonna bring him back to the woods yes and they and then what he just he just runs away yeah so they try to entice him in, and this is where the meat thing comes in because they got burgers he doesn't like the meat um i always i loved uh, as a kid i liked this scene because he goes because he goes oh that's right you ordered the fish <laughs> he gives him a fish sandwich, and then he looks at Nancy and goes, I ordered totally wrong. <laughs> it's like, I like that scene. I kind of like that touch. Yeah. Um, and then he, yeah, so he tries to do that. They're fighting. Harry doesn't like the fighting, so just like a a, a young child whose parents are getting divorced, he runs away. And this then actually he- was a classic 80s move. Where the kid just bolts. Yes. Like, what? Absolutely. I've got got problems. I can't deal with the the emotions that I'm feeling. I'm running away. It it was a staple in sitcoms. And so he runs away, and they just lose Harry for two full days. Like, (laughs) just two full days. They're just like, 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 George goes to work, and, like, he's still worried. but But there's also this level of... Well, we don't have to deal with that anymore. Like, what if they Harry just never showed up again? Yeah, and I mean, in, instead, the opposite happens, where like several people see him, and like all of a sudden, it's Bigfoot. Like, you know, it's like Bigfoot fever, like yes. everywhere, all over the town now. This is where uh, he goes to find um, Doc. Uh, I didn't get his last name. Uh, Don I Amici. don't remember, but yeah, it's Don. It's it's Ooh. Don Amici. Don Amici, awesome. Every time he's in a movie. Fantastic in everything he does. Everything he does. Uh, he's awesome. Awesome actor. Um, sadly departed. but And so he goes to find him and he tells him, you know, kind of what's going on. And, you know, and the doc is kind of like, there are no Bigfoots. Just, just go home. Um, and so he does. And then this is where we get to Greg. Do you realize we have gone a number of movies now without adding to the roster that oh, yeah. is I thought about this. The This Was Rad 1980s peeping baseball team. And let me tell you, somebody just supplanted whoever we had as captain. <laughs> yes, yes he did. Because this man, because not only does he not know what he's doing, he's doing it better than anybody else. Because he's looking in on two people at once. And it's yeah. great. He looks in them. This is the chicken scene. The uh, lady's cooking. Right slowly drops a chicken into a boiling water. By the way, boiled chicken, disgusting. Yeah, that's a weird move. Yeah. Um, but then, <laughs> this is the part that we always laughed at as kids, is there's a man lowering his wife into a hot tub. And, yeah. And we always found it funny that she was also large, like a chicken. R- yeah, no, that was totally intentional. Right, yeah. it is. Yeah. But when you're eight... <laughs> you don't get that it's intentional. You're just like, oh, she's also a fat lady like the chicken. Like, yeah, yeah, look at her. Uh, she's shaped yeah, like a voluptuous. chicken. Also going uh, into yeah, bubbling yes. water. Yes. So, but yes, there is Harry peeping like a champ. Um, oh, yeah. He does get caught, though. So, you know what? Maybe he's not captain. Maybe he's maybe first baseman. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah, he's not captain because he gets caught, right? And yeah. you can't you can't get caught. So maybe, maybe, no, maybe like he goes like first in the like batting league, you know, the batting order, you know, he's not going to do cleanup. No, but, no. but, but he's a solid, like he'll get on base uh, every time. He's yeah. a goddamn Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's definitely, yeah, I could see that. So anyway, so that goes on. And then, so, it? oh, um, and then, b- b- then we get to George and his father. And I don't, we don't even have to mention this. It's kind of pointless. Oh, if, um, unless you really want to go into it. The only, the only thing that I love about this is George's, that, 
that it's that it's M. Emmett Walsh's dad and M. Emmett Walsh is awesome. Yes, I love two lines. The coolest thing about this, well, not cool. The sad thing about this scene is that M. Emmett Walsh goes, "Hey, do you still doodle with those, you know, those pens of yours?" And George's face lights up like, "My dad loves me. He's finally (laughs) giving me some kind of recognition." And then he's like, "Yeah, draw me, uh, draw me like a evil Bigfoot." George and he's just like, oh. George deflates faster than a balloon. Oh yeah, it's so good. I again, that's a scene where, as an adult, I yes. I did not get that impact as much as I do when oh, I was a kid. I had no idea there was like a weird thing about like George kind of like living under like the shadow of his father, right? Like type of thing, and how like why that's important when he decides he doesn't want to hunt anymore because. He never really wanted to hunt in the first place. Like, like you can yep. tell throughout the movie. And I says yeah, it to his yeah. wife. Yeah, he says it to his wife. Um, you know, I wanted inks for Christmas, and he got me a rifle. Um, yeah, he got me a BB gun. Solid really? nod to another film where a kid wanted a BB gun. Yes, where the mom was played by the same woman. So there you go. <laughs> My yep. That's a printer. <laughs> That's a printer. We'll just let... Nope, let's let it Okay, go. okay. You guys get to listen now, to a printer for now. the smooth sounds <laughs> of, the, of printer. the printer. Here we go. For the listening audience, Greg, um, I'm going to put some soft piano. Behind this, maybe some smooth jazz. Oh, smooth jazz! Yep, that'll be good. Girl from Girl from Ipanema would be good. Yeah, classic. Yeah, well, well, I'll, I'll do something fun. Nice. We'll see how that continues. Uh, Spanish anyway. Flea, maybe by Herb Alpert. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's a good cut. It's a great cut. <laughs> so anyway, that's the only reason I like that scene is because just, just it's another uh, yeah. glimpse into George's psyche uh, of how broken a man he is. Um, and, and then and so I'm I'm okay with kind of speeding through I a good chunk too. of this yeah, movie yeah. where so it, basically you, you have uh, three or four things going on here. Harry is just kind of like you know gag to gag interacting with the modern world and and you know scaring people. You you have George who's decided now he wants to track down the Bigfoot. You have uh, what's his name Le Frenchie yeah what Lafleur what's Lafleur and he's also trying to track down Bigfoot. And this is just kind of happening. More and more people are seeing Harry Bigfoot uh, uh, mania is is sweeping the the place. the The shop, the sporting goods store that George works at now, is getting just slammed with people who want guns to go hunt Bigfoot. And finally, the police like decide to lock down the city. I guess. Right, because yes, because they do. Uh, they uh, Harry sees. Well, you know, okay, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna skip it. So let's just go. Let's just cut to the bicyclist. Yeah, so that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, we can go to the bicyclist, and then we can get to the the scene where they actually get Harry back. So he gets to the bicyclist again, runs over the uh, the cone. Fabulous scene. Um, and the bicyclist is like giving this description of being attacked or mauled by this giant creature. Uh, you know, this Bigfoot creature. Which I, I believe he says was like a gorilla with rabies, <laughs> yes. only bigger than a gorilla. Yes. Yeah. Which really paints a visual picture when you think about it. And so, and he starts describing this attack and then George butts in and says, you know that that's not what happened. And, and, he, and he retells the scene of how it probably happened. And the guy goes from, I know what I saw to like a giant man baby. He's just, no, he's crying. It's so great. We're, we're, yeah, he basically says something to the effect of like, let me tell you what happened. You <laughs> yes. saw the thing. You crashed your own precious dead speed. <laughs> hit your head on the curb. Scared the Bigfoot more than he scared you. And, then he just, and the guy's like, yeah, it's true. It's true. And he just loses it. And I love the look on... On John Lithgow's face, where he's just he puts his hand up like da, 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 da. <laughs> no no no. Like, what, what did he say, it. Greg? What did he say? Case, Case closed. closed. <laughs> yes, it's so great though. He's just like yes, <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> so he's just like, and there you have it. My job is <laughs> <Yeah>. done. 
<laughs> You're right, yes. <laughs> and then but then but then the paparazzi immediately get in George's face. And this is where again, this is such a a backup to my point with the cops when he calls is as soon as they start asking him any questions, he runs away. Like I yep. I don't want any part of publicity. I don't want any part of this. I'm gone. And he does. He runs away and they go so quickly. So what happens is I, Harry Harry sees the news report at night. He sees the news. Yeah, he goes through and he the sees city George and, Henderson on there, and he breaks in the front the 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 window display. Yes, and he tries to take the TV, and that sets off the alarm. And the cops show up, and then the cops see Harry, and that's when they lock the city down. Yes. Um, so they're like, look, there's legit something in here. We got to lock the city down and find it. Yeah. Now, I, I'm i okay skipping all of the little scenes because there's a bunch of little gags in here and stuff like that. Eventually, what happens is Harry is in a garbage truck. George finds Harry in the garbage truck, as does LeFleur. Um, George drives the, the garbage truck. I think this is where your, your question on actual physics uh, came back oh, into yeah, play. Oh, yeah, this is another one. Where... Again, once again, he jams on the brakes and the garbage... The, the, the dumpster bin. The dumpster bin that's on there. Flies. Killing nobody nope. within. That, not even breaking a bone. Not even. And now he gets Harry back, gets him in the car, drives him back to his family. Lafleur ends up in jail. I'm okay skipping all of the Lafleur in jail because it, it's pointless. It adds nothing. But they, they do call doc, uh, Dr. Rightwood calls. Doc, yes, uh, Don, Amici. Don Amici. Yeah, he calls. And, and he, he comes over and he gets to see the Bigfoot, which is, you know, it's like, that's actually, I like that scene. I do too. A, I like, I, I, I laughed heartily at the roast gag. <laughs> Where's the roast? And, and the wife goes, um, it's currently in a shallow, unmarked grave in the backyard. Yeah. I found that pretty funny. But then Don Amici's speech about how there is no Bigfoot with Harry walking up behind him. It it's framed well. It's it's This movie is very actually well. incredibly well shot. It is. Um and then he realizes that's it. There there's his whole life's work right there. It's such a great scene. Um, it is. It's 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 I I like the sort of character where you have like the old guy who's kind of made peace with the fact that he'll never get what he truly wants, yeah. but then through like circumstances that, that really aren't his own, he he actually does get a glimpse of it real quick. And I I, I did I really like this scene. Yeah. Uh, I think it is helped immensely by the fact that Don Amici is a really good actor. I, I complete I. This is a movie where I would be hard pressed to find somebody else in the '80s who could have held that character with that kind of like that lighthearted whimsy, and yes. and that to use a a five dollar word that gravitas, gravitas that, that that makes it sound like a sincere person. Um, it's, Correct. It's it, tough to it, find that mix, and he did it perfectly. And and then and then they're talking, and he just leaves the house, and they're like. Um, is, is he coming back or whatever? And he comes back with a sleeping bag and just throws it on the floor. And I love this. I love how they don't say what's going on in the scene. But even as a kid, I recognized it. Um, yeah, he just found the one thing he's been searching for. He's not going anywhere. No, he, he's going to sleep right next to that, that giant thing right through the night. Like this is my one shot. I'm getting 24 hours. It, it's like getting a free pass on like in the Navy, right? You just hit yep. that hit that port, gamble, yep. drink, sex it up, do it all, and then you go back to Oh no, no. Go, <laughs> no, no, no. Nope. What's that Amish one? What's the Amish thing? Rum springer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's having his own little Bigfoot rum springer. <laughs> I'll yeah, I like it. <laughs> okay. Ah, didn't think didn't think you'd hear that word come up, did you? No, that's a that's a pretty insane uh poll. But anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. So yeah. They're like, okay, look, we know Lafleur's going to come and try to find Harry, so we got to bring him back. Yes, to a place where he'll never be found. Yeah. So they do, but of course Lafleur gets there right as they're driving away, and a chase ensues. Oh, Gregory, we are not about on this podcast to overlook an eighty staple, are we? Oh, I suppose not. Go ahead. Ah, uh, the uh, the subtle racism <laughs> that permeates. Yes, the the gardener who tells the woman his name is not Kim Chi, it's it Kim is Kim Lee. Lee. I genuinely, I, I looked at the time, I, we're an hour 
in 37 minutes into this movie and they just made a racist joke and i'm like oh harry and the hendersons i had such higher hopes you we we almost made it paul i'm like you haven't hit a woman yet (laughs) they spend no blatant nudity um for for nudity's sake come on if you can skip the racism you got the trifecta and they just couldn't do it (laughs) nope nope they were so close um so close so they get in the car they they start traveling up the mountain the, the siren thing it's just it's just a waste i always s- remember that from a kid though it i always it, remember that remember it is that memorable scene. but it's another one of those things where it's like just put them in the mountains who cares about yeah. the traffic thing it's just it's just a silly little thing um but then they get up uh they get up there harry uh this is the scene that you were talking about with with george when when he needs to send Harry away. Yeah, so Harry Harry doesn't want to leave the family. And they're like, no, you got to go. You got to go. You got to be safe. And he's like, no. And so they're, you know, he starts screaming like, you know, we don't, can't you see? We don't want you anymore. You got to get out of here. And he punches. He straight up, he straight up punches, punches Bigfoot. In what the balls? <laughs> and, and Bigfoot's like, well, this, this isn't cool. <laughs> right, goes out right. of the forest. <laughs> right. Harry, I never get the impression Harry gets what's going on. He's just like, well, you know what? Fine. You know what? Screw you. You know what, George? You need a break. I'll come back when you cool down. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to redub his internal monologue for this one. Like, well, if that's how you're going to be, George. Right. Jesus. It, I, I am I am so disappointed in you right now. I thought we were friends. It doesn't come across like he understands he's going away forever. He definitely has a look like, you know what? We, we've all said things we regret. Maybe we just need a timeout. And, and and we're gonna we're gonna talk this out when we've all had a time to cool down, okay, George? You just uh, I'll be in my tree. <laughs> So, so Harry takes off. Okay, and this is where we get. This is a classic case of Lord of the Rings ending syndrome, <laughs> yes. where the movie should have end should end about four or five times, and it just doesn't. It doesn't. I know. So, so they're like, uh oh, there's snow on the ground. Lafleur's just gonna track Harry's tracks, and they go, okay. And so it it cuts to him getting out of his car, and then it cuts back, and they have plaster casts of the Bigfoot tracks. They have them strapped to their feet and everyone is walking in different directions to confuse LeFleur, but it doesn't work. He still can track the Bigfoot somehow. No, so this is, and this is something that I found, I I don't remember if I got it as a kid. The reason, so Harry's up in a tree, LeFleur's tracking the things. What happens is um, George makes a noise and LeFleur looks in his direction. And I I get the impression Harry thinks he heard George. He'll shoot George instead of me. Oh, oh, oh okay. And okay. that's why he jumps down to distract LeFleur. Um, okay. That may be highbrow of this movie. Yeah, um, that's that's. that's- but that's Pretty the thoughtful. that's the impression I got from it is is George he was trying to protect George you know because when he sees George walking around he even touches his face where he got punched and he kind of had that oh okay so we are still friends George I like you again yeah the level of things that the Bigfoot like the subtle nuances <laughs> that Harry yes. starts understanding by the end of the movie is like insane it is I, totally absolutely insane. I don't buy all of it, but you know what? In this scenario, you just go with it, right? Um, so so anyway, look, long story short, there's a struggle with LaFleur and the Bigfoot. Everyone shows up. Everyone's around. And finally, LaFleur realizes that Harry's an okay guy. Yes. And and he's, he's actually a gentle giant, and he shouldn't be shot, and he has feelings and all this stuff. And he yeah. says... You know, and that's it. So he he decides, okay, he, you know, he needs to live peacefully. And now all of a sudden, Harry's like, all right, guys, I need to go back to my family. <laughs> yes, 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 Greg. That that's what it took. He needed to turn the heart of that of that angry hunter before Harry was a complete Bigfoot again. And and also the um so George is is thanking him and saying oh you've done so much for me and this family and take care of yourself and Harry then says okay yeah he says okay uh, Lafleur goes they have their own language and I go nope that sounded like English to me 
<laughs> that, yeah, that's that's not their own language. That's that's our language. language. That's ours. It's it's, it's, it's you're speaking yeah. it now. <laughs> so, and then and um, then uh, and then uh, Doctor Wrightwood goes, "Oh, what are you gonna do now?" And Lafleur goes, "There's always Loch Ness." Oh, <laughs> stupid! Uh, yeah. Even as a kid, I didn't find that funny. I will say, George, when he goes, "You've done so much for my family." This is where adult Paul steps in. As a kid, you're like, yeah, he really turned him around. He's got his heart and his family's come together. Adult Paul goes, um, you've lost your job. You've had, yep. You have thousands upon thousands of dollars of damage to your house you're going to have to repair. Your car needs to be replaced. Uh, your life is going to go into a tailspin of debt and despair once and he walks marriage- into the woods. That marriage has two or three years tops. Uh, no, it's got six months before Nancy walks her ass out into the f***ing woods and finds Bigfoot because he he gives her a kiss that is all too familiar to me because once that spiral starts, Nancy is hiking it back well, up to Mount you, Rainier. I'm once done. Once you've had, you know, a five-star... You know, Michelin meal. <laughs> you can't go back you know, to McDonald's. You're not going to go back to American chop suey every night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, this is not going to happen. happen. No, it's not. I'm telling you, that is the absolute look she gives you. I'm with you. Maybe okay. I'll give you. I'll give you two years before she finally turns around. Um, okay. And, and then she becomes a mountain woman uh, with with Harry as a kid. That, so that would have been the sequel. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, much darker. Again. Uh, we'll get George. We'll get George Miller to direct it. It'll be totally different. I was no, 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 no. Let's get Cronenberg. <laughs> oh dear God! I, I can't. Oh, yeah. I can't watch that movie. I can't oh, watch God. that movie. I can't. She's like cutting her face off, <laughs> like like putting like a Bigfoot face on her own face. I can't even imagine the sex. Oh, long can't. long live the new Bigfoot flesh. Oh yes, yes. Long live the new foot. Long live the new foot. <laughs> Well, we've got the catchphrase. There we go. Put him out a poster. So, and then we see Harry walk into the woods. There's a couple other Bigfoots in the scene. As a kid, that always got me like, oh, you don't even see them. Now it's like, it's very obvious. They're green screened on. And that is the end of the movie, Harry. Oh, no, no, no. Oh? No, 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 no. Is there more? Is is there an after the credits? You didn't watch the credits, did you? I did not. Okay. I I started the credits, and then I was like, ah. I don't, I don't care for this so song. Here, uh-oh. Here is what happens during the credits. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. It opens up. I am ready. You know, okay, so it cuts to red, and it says, like, a William Deere film. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's the director. And then we see George at his desk drawing. Yep. And we see a scene from the movie. So it's the scene where uh, Harry is like in the uh, basement and he's lifting up the kid. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And it starts like freaking out. And then all of a sudden it's like the aha take on me video where the whole thing has been like rotoscoped. <laughs> oh, jeez, really? I'm not, I'm not making this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah. And, and it keeps going. It keeps doing that with all these different scenes where it starts out with him. You know, oh, here's a scene from the movie. Like flash, 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 flash. And then it's, it's aha take on me. Yeah. All line drawing with squiggles everywhere doing the whole yeah, scene yeah he's like yeah. he's drawing all these things that happened yeah okay and it's like and it's it's just like take on me right by uh uh-huh. oh okay so, okay there you go okay okay that's now that's the end of the movie now that's okay the okay we're done <laughs> okay so that was harry and the hendersons uh, uh i asked you first so do you want to go first or second this time what do you want to do why don't i go last okay so ask me the question, Greg. Like, like, like Paul, is this film still red? Uh, it is a long movie, Greg. It is m- far longer than I remember. I, I definitely feel like there's a lot that can be cut. However, to me, I like this movie a lot. I laughed through it. I thought it was very well done. I think it's well acted. Harry looks amazing. I mean, just you talk about a, a standalone SFX character that just holds up. This is it. Like it's awesome. Um, this movie was super rad for me. I really enjoyed watching it. Um, I had a good time. Um, it's actually a movie that I know she's gone now, but I, you know, she's still my daughter. I actually showed this to Willow when she was like seven or eight, um, way back when this is how much this movie has been endeared, 
to me. So um, I was super happy to get to it, and and yeah, it held up for me. I think it's still a great film. So yeah, it's a it's a rad for me. What about you, Greg? Is this film still rad? I I watched this movie, and and the fond memories that I had of it are definitely still there. Um, there are definitely, I agree with you. There there are laugh out loud parts in this movie. There are absolutely amazing things in it, like uh, the the Bigfoot suit, like we like we've been talking about, is so great. And I could watch John Lithgow in anything. A hundred percent. Yes. I, I, I the the guy is it's. I've kind of recently, like, he's just, you know, figured out that that guy is just such a good actor. Yep. He is so good in anything that he does. And and even, I gotta say, like, I thought the little kid did a real good job in this movie. Uh, uh, yeah, all of them did. Like I said, I don't feel like anybody, like, phones in or doesn't, like... Agreed. Like, Agreed. Like, MMM. I mean, he's only in a couple scenes, but even he kind of, like, brings it yep. in, a, in what little he's into the film, for sure. And... And so this this is one of the movies that, that I, I occasionally do this. I say, no, this film is definitely not rad. Not even close. It falls very short of the mark. However, I still think this is a fun movie. It it definitely it definitely is is a little kind of like cheesy and and a little heavy handed with some of the emotional stuff in it. I agree. Um, it's 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 a little you know manipulative. I guess I guess at times would be the right word to to get stuff out of you, but. Good movie, but 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 no, not rad. Okay, I didn't think you were gonna call this rad. Uh, to be honest, um, uh, we're starting to see like where we kind of fall with each thing. Uh, yeah. So I, I kind of I was like, ah, I I think he might like it, but I know that there was a lot of cheese and the forced emotional things. I'm totally with you. Um, like when he's talking to the kid and he's like, no, you, you know, we got to go back to that car and we got to be men and take care of back. Even I was like, oh, I, I even I kind of rolled my eyes at that yeah. one. So I get that. So that's that is the end of Harry and the Hendersons. So, of course, we have to go ahead and thank Mr. Bibbs for your constant patronage to this podcast. We uh, always appreciate your donation and the uh, and the help that you give. Um, if you'd yep, like, Mr. Bibbs is the best. Uh, if you, uh, by the way, I'd like to just uh, just go ahead and go on record and say, Mr. Bibbs, thank you uh, for your uh, for your uh, additional support of my stance of a particular movie. Um, I I won't say which one. I will just simply say uh, he he agreed with me, and I will leave it at that. All right. Okay. We will. We now <laughs> I feel like we have to cover this movie. Yeah, I agree. I so, totally agree. So we'll do but, it. We'll do it. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get a good. Uh, we'll get a guest because we're gonna need one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll figure we'll out have to find some kind of impartial third guest. Yes. Or maybe we could somehow bribe Willow to make a comeback. I think we can do something. I think we could do something. We'll figure it out. Um, All right. Okay. But anyway, uh, if you'd like to be a patron, go to our webpage, which is thiswasrad.podbean.com. Click on the become a patron. Uh, button and you can donate to the podcast you can donate two five ten you want to be crazy go for 20 um anything you no, do be, be crazy and go for like eight 20s just like sign oh up multiple please times. yeah no no no. It, you got if you got the cash lying around i mean just help us out for sure yeah um, um and that's it and then obviously we're on facebook twitter uh instagram we're on uh, social media constantly um some good stuff there and um that is about it. I I attended the yes. uh, Palm yes. Springs Comic Con uh, over the weekend, um, and I I met uh, quite a few people with their own podcasts. <clears throat> and I wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, Craig Rasmussen of the Storycraft podcast. Um, he was kind enough to uh, sketch my daughter and did a well. It, it wasn't a sketch. The guy full out drew her, and it looked amazing. Um, but uh, he does a a podcast that specifically I like where he talks to different people who write for different mediums, be it comic book creators or authors or filmmakers. And he just breaks down. How do you how do you how did you do this? How did you do that? How do you how did you move forward in your career? And it's just a, it's really cool if you're kind of in, in if you're a creative and you like to listen to other creatives. Okay. Uh, really, really solid uh podcast i can't not uh, uh plug it enough here seriously great stuff awesome awesome okay um how, and how was the how was the the con overall was it good 
it was great. It's kind of a smaller convention, sure. which I really, really liked, but they still had really good guests. Oh, um, sweet. Uh, if we're shouting out, I'll shout out to Chrissy Zullo and uh, Christopher Ominga, who I have been meeting on regular basis. They're, they're artists, and uh, I've probably met them, I don't know, 12 times at this point. It's always nice to meet them. They're fantastic. I'll put some links to their artwork. Chris Ominga specifically has a ton of 80s horror art that he does. Um, he has, um, you know, a lot of Freddy Krueger and and Jason and Leatherface and Michael Myers. He does a lot of that stuff. So with Halloween right around the corner, that's perfect. Uh, Chrissy has a lot of stuff that's all over the map. A lot of 80s anime related stuff, which is always kind of cool, too. Sweet. OK, awesome. That's a uh, good deal. Good deal. Uh, and that kind of brings us to the end of the show. So, Greg, what is the next movie? Well, uh, you know, we uh, have been saying that we're going to do Willow for a while. Uh, we're not doing it yet, but no. uh, it's coming. Yes. So, like, pay attention because it's going to happen. Yes. So, if anyone knows how to get hype trains moving, I'd love to know because we want a lot of hype behind this. Um, somebody once told me that the hype was actually in us the whole time. Where I don't okay it, I don't know but anyway it, does it require um, Taco Bell to get out maybe that's a great question because uh, I mean I work right next to a Taco Bell so I hope that's the answer <laughs> that's easy <laughs> okay, I can go good. there tomorrow right no problem breakfast fine lunch no problem doesn't matter anytime fine uh so we decided let's just pick a movie that's free on Amazon <laughs> so uh, we're going with the Dead Zone sounds good uh Christopher Walken uh this will be another Cronenberg number two. And this is Stephen King number one, right? I don't think we've done a King film. Have we? Uh, no, he, he wrote for uh, the, the anthology. Creep show. He wrote for Creepshow. No, Creep you're right. You're right. Creep show. So this will be Stephen King film number two. Yes. Cronenberg film number two. Uh, I was going to say first Christopher Walken. We have not oh, done it. Right? I think you're right. We I haven't done, done a Christopher Walken yet. Yeah. So... Yeah, so that'll be uh, that'll be a fun one. I remember reading this book. Uh, I read it in my teens, um, mm-hmm. but I definitely watched this movie when I was a kid. And I'll talk about that next time on the show. That's it. I'm Paul. I'm Greg. See you guys. There's always luck next. This has been a Podtron Network production. For more of this show and others like it, find Podtron on Twitter at Podtron Network and search Podtron Network on Facebook.